Hey, what's up, guys? It's Zach Neal. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. I've been thinking a little bit about uh, something for a couple months now, and I've, I've had experience with it in my own life, and I've definitely seen it in the lives of people around me and just everywhere I look is probably one of the biggest things that stands in the way of people's success and one of the hardest things to do to actually become successful at anything you do. This is an obstacle that's really, really touchy and hard to work around, but um, I want to share some thoughts on how to get around this and how you can uh, take this kind of final step towards your success. Let's talk about it. One of the biggest obstacles that stands in the way of a lot of people's success are the people around them. And it's such a hard situation sometimes because it's not always just the people that you would imagine standing in your way of success, like coworkers or people that have the job that you want or you're waiting for someone to retire or get promoted so you can get promoted. It's not that. More often than not, it's family members, parents, brothers, sisters, uh, spouses, friends, that are actually standing in the way of you becoming successful. And when you're dealing with interpersonal relationships like that, like other people standing in your way, it's especially when it's people that matter to you, people that you love, people that you care about, it's really, really difficult to find uh, the correct way to get around that so that you can be successful. And so I want to talk about that because I I have experienced it in my own life. Um, You know, there was definitely some some people in my my close inner circle and family and friends and people that have at times stood between me and where I needed to go. And I made different decisions situationally based on, you know, what it was. Like sometimes the value of a relationship or a friendship was more important than that next step in my career that I needed to take. So I would allow that friendship or allow that relationship to take priority and would find a workaround. Other times, there were people fundamentally standing in my way of of getting where I needed to be um, and doing the things that I needed to do in my life. So I had to find ways around. And in a lot of cases, I had to remove those people from my life so that I could get where I needed to go. And I want to talk about how you can do this, some things that I've done to do it, and how you can do it without feeling the guilt that sometimes comes with it. So the first thing you need to do is you need to talk about and identify the guilt. When someone is standing in your way and you need to either go around them, which can cause hurt feelings or fighting or arguing, or you need to remove them, which is a severance of a relationship, that can bring a lot of emotional baggage with it, can bring a lot of guilt. The first thing you need to remember is that if someone is truly standing in the way of your success or truly standing in the way of you becoming the person you want to be or doing greater good for the world or or whatever it is, you have to understand that they are the problem, not you. So as a baseline, you don't ever need to feel guilty about removing that type of a situation or being honest and open enough to remove the problem. Maybe you don't always need to remove the person, but you might need to remove the problem. And a lot of times that comes with having open dialogue where you simply tell the person, you're standing in my way. This is what you're doing that's holding me back and I need you to stop. If you've had that conversation and the person has reacted negatively to it and they're not willing to step aside so that you can go forward, you have no reason to feel guilty because they are standing in your way. And once you've made it clear to them 
once you've told them what the issue is, if they're not willing to address it, that means that unfortunately, they really don't care about you. And maybe it's not that they don't care about you at all. It's just that they care about themselves or their own needs more than you. So they're being selfish. And so this is how you can unburden yourself from the guilt that you shouldn't have anyway. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let me backtrack a little bit. So I'll use an example. You know, maybe there's this is an, this is something that I actually had in my own life. So I can kind of talk about it. But let's say you've got someone who's a close friend of yours that you're doing business with, you know, you guys started a project together. One of you is doing all of the work. And the other one is not really contributing as much as they should be on the work side. So and this is very, very, very common in business or projects. And so I've had this situation multiple times in my life. I've had it when I was a musician, when I was playing in bands, you know, bandmates that don't contribute or participate at the level that you do. And I've certainly had it in business where you go into business with somebody who was a friend and, you know, you set out with all the best intentions and you find, you know, months or years down the road that you're doing all of the work and they're not contributing even, you know, close to what you're putting in. Now you find yourself in a position where what are you supposed to do? You value the friendship. You don't want to kill the friendship. But at the same time, because this person is not contributing at any real level, it's actually holding you back from getting where you want to be because you've built this around the work of two people or four people or six people. You've you've built this around the work of many. And that was your concept. And with everyone pitching in equally, you're going to grow faster. But when you're doing all the work and the other person is sitting back and not doing the work, what can you do? You're, it's holding you back. It's holding your project back, your business back. You're not going to achieve the level of success. The people that work for you are not going to achieve the level of success that they're supposed to because one person is not doing what they're supposed to do or a group of people is not doing what they're supposed to do. But this is a friend of yours, somebody you care about and value. So you can't just fire them or remove them from the equation initially, because that would be abrasive. That would damage relationships. So what I did in that situation is I had a conversation. I sat down. I said, listen, you're not contributing at the level that I need you to contribute. You know, I'm breaking my ass. I'm working 80 hours a week. You're putting in 10 hours a week. Maybe you're off playing while I'm working you know, you're spending time with family and friends and socializing when I'm grinding, you know, to, to build this business. Uh, it's not a financial problem. You know, I'm, you're my friend, we're partners. I'm happy to, to do this with you, but I need more contribution. I had that conversation and the person responded that they were willing to do more, that they would step it up a little. They just needed some direction. Like, well, I don't really know what you want me to do. And okay. So I wrote out a list of things that I need done and they didn't get done. And so I found myself a couple months down the road in the same position again, person still not contributing. So then, you know, I'm I'm constantly reformatting the relationship. But after three or four rounds of this over a year, I realized that this person just does not give a fuck, period. They're not concerned about me or what I'm doing. They're not concerned about the business or if it's growing or losing. They just want a paycheck and they don't want to be involved at any real level. Okay. So that led me to the realization that this person doesn't really care about my needs. And above that, it doesn't care about the, you know, this person doesn't care about the needs of the business or the project. This person doesn't really care. So I can absolve myself of guilt in relation to that business. And I can say, 
now I need to remove this person from the business. So that is inevitably what I ended up doing. I removed the person from the business, from the relationship. I tried my best to salvage the friendship, to salvage the personal relationship, to just make sure that it was understood that this was about business and not personal. But ultimately, I had to remove the person from the business. Now, I've had to do this several times in businesses and in other, other you know, relationships with people where I've had to remove them. I feel zero guilt about it because I did nothing wrong. I held up my end of the bargain. The other person didn't. So that's that's an example of how this, you know, like a situation where this where this went and why I didn't feel, <clears throat> excuse me, guilty about doing it because it needed to be done. Now, let's take a step the other direction and let's talk about family and friends and parents and spouses and brothers and sisters and how these kinds of situations absolutely stand in a lot of people's success. My situation that I just, you know, talked about was very textbook and cut and dry. It was a business situation. There wasn't, it wasn't like a romantic situation or a family situation or a sibling situation where there was, the stakes were higher. It was a friendship that was also a business relationship. So after giving the person lots of chances to correct themselves and they didn't, they left me with the open pathway. Well, the obvious solution is I have to now remove them from the situation because they're not, you know, they're not willing. And so it's really easy to absolve myself of any guilt or wrongdoing. And even if the friendship had suffered or, or gone awry, it wasn't my doing. Like when someone doesn't do what they're supposed to do or they're intentionally standing in your way, it's their problem. Now, keep in mind, step one, I don't recommend removing, you know, severing a relationship with a sibling or a parent or getting a divorce or breaking up with a, you know, with a partner just because you feel they're standing in your way. There always needs to be a conversation first. Always has to be you know, a come to Jesus moment, right? Where you, you have the conversation and you say, listen, you're standing in my way. You're holding me back from getting where I need to be. These, this is exactly what you're doing to cause this situation. And I need you, if you care about me, I need you to, to step to the side and let me, you know, progress forward. This is what I need out of you. So step one is you have to express in clear terms what it is that the person's doing that's holding you back or that's a problem for you. Offer a solution for what you'd like them to do in a calm and rational manner and to give them an opportunity to respond. I'm going to go into the next segment here and, and continue. So step one is confrontation. Identify that someone's holding you back. Now, you might not even be aware that someone is holding you back. That's the thing. A lot of times people don't realize until it's far too late. You have no idea how many times I've heard people say like, you know, I allowed my family to suck me dry. My parents took advantage of me or my brother, my deadbeat brother sucked me dry of money or, you know, I was always bailing him out or helping him or for years before I finally cut him off. A lot of times people use, you know, they lose years of their life allowing other people to stand in the way of their success being manipulated by guilt or emotions or the fear of a relationship ending. They let too much time go by. And I did it myself. I had I had people in my own family that massively took advantage of me for years. You know, I, I came from very, very humble means, a poorer family. Uh, we never had much. I came up uneducated, very, very I had a very big mountain in front of me to climb, but as soon as I started climbing that mountain and having, and I'm not talking about like millionaire success, as soon as I started making like 
$40,000 a year. You know, the first time I cracked like 40 grand, uh, I had people coming out of the woodwork in my family immediately with their handout. And I, and I had outlandish claims. I have, you know, someone in my family that asked me to buy them a brand new truck and said that I owed it to them. The reason why I owed it is because I was the only person in our family to make any money and they needed a truck. And so it was my obligation to buy them one. No regard for the fact that I was busting my fucking ass working seven days a week, 18 and 20 hour days. I mean, that's legit. People talk that shit about, oh, I work all the time. Like, no, no. I would go to work and work all day until three or four o'clock in the morning and then sleep in my car or sleep in my office or crash in a hotel for four hours, five hours of sleep and get up and do it all over again for months, years disregard the fact that I'm busting my ass and just say, you know what? You owe me a fucking truck. So I've had these kind of situations where I've had to identify the problems and, you know, but it took me some time. There were many years where I was giving out thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to family members, paying mortgage payments and rent payments and car payments and co-signing loans and you know, finding places for people to live and bailing people out of trouble and, you know, you name it. I, I was a sounding board and, and that's what families do. Families help each other. And if you can help, by all means, help. But don't be taken advantage of. There's a difference between helping someone and enabling someone. And it took me a few years too many to realize that I was being taken advantage of and I was enabling some bad people. So back to the point, you might not even realize that people in your family or close to you are standing in your way of progressing as a human being, of having the life you really want. And if someone loves you, this is important, pay attention to this. If somebody loves you or cares about you, the number one way that you will know if someone actually cares about you or if they love you is through their actions and when their actions line up for what's best for you. When someone always has your best intentions in mind, now, you know, people say that shit all the time. I always have the best intentions for you. I always have the best in, in my heart for you. I always want the best for you. I always have, you know, the best intentions for you. When someone says that it's easy to say, but do their actions line up? You know, the actions of a parent to a child are supposed to be what's best for the child. Always parents will always make the sacrifice to do what's best for their kids. They will never put undue stress or burden on their children. You would, as a parent, I would never go to my daughters and say, you know, oh, daddy came up short on his mortgage payment this month, so I'm gonna need you guys to pay it for me. Would never put that burden on my child, ever. Even if they were in a financial position to help me, I would never ask because just because they have the extra money doesn't mean they need the extra money. I'm a grown man. If I've gotten myself in financial trouble, I will get myself back out. The second that a parent is comfortable allowing their child to pay for them, there's a problem. The second that they're willing to come ask for it, and I'm not talking about, you know, crazy emergency situations like dad had a heart attack and he can't go back to work. I mean, that, that, that's a different scenario. I'm talking about the course of regular life. People fuck up and then come back to you for, you know, help or being taken advantage of. So anyway, I'm, I'm rat rambling a little here, but the point is you might not know that you have people standing in your way. And so the only way to figure that out is to really take a look at your life and diagnose where you're at and who's in your way. 
you have to really be honest with yourself. Some things to look for, how many opportunities have you or are you missing or not being able to fully take advantage of because of someone else? Because you have to be someplace else. Well, I can't, I would love to pursue this new job opportunity, but I can't because that would mean that, you know, somebody, you know, there wouldn't be anybody home with grandma. Like I, you know, it's my job to be home with grandma every night from, you know, grandma lives in the house and I have to be home with her from six o'clock, you know, onward until somebody else. And then you start looking, is there somebody else that could be home with grandma? Would that new job give you enough money that you could pay someone to sit with grandma? What, you know, do you see what I'm saying? This is just an analogy, but what type of obligations do you have that are holding you back? You might be able to increase your finances 70 or 80% or increase your life or have better opportunities. But if the people around you care about you and they know that, they will be a part of the solution. Like, hey, you you need to take this job or you need to pursue this opportunity or, you know, you always dreamed of becoming a dancer and this is your this is your opportunity. You need to have those evenings free to go on auditions. So we're all gonna pitch in to make sure that there's someone else to sit there with grandma so that you can go do this. This is, again, these are just kind of made up, <clears throat> excuse me, analogies, but the ration behind them is that the people that care about you in your life are gonna stand behind you and build you up. They are not gonna get in your way or take you down. And if there's obvious things in your way, you need to figure out how you do that. Now, that was a situation where, you know, hey, you got an old grandma that needs to be attended to and she lives in your house and somehow, you know, that became your job to, to watch her at night. But now that's an inconvenience for you because you need to also progress forward in your own life. There has to be a workaround. So the family and friends and people around you should be chipping in to figure out what you can do to solve a problem like that. It could be a brother or a sister, a hanger on. Somebody that is constantly draining you financially, that you, you're responsible to take care of them, or you're responsible, they're always coming to you for money or with their problems, they're inundating you with their problems. These are other situations where you're getting the short end of the stick, but who's looking out for you and they're standing in your way? A big one is relationships. This is like probably one of the toughest ones. Girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife. These are the situations that are ultimately the toughest. I would say the two toughest ones are parents and spouses partners because more often than not someone in the relationship between you know spouses or partners someone in the relationship has identified that their career or their path or what they have going on is the dominant the important part of the relationship and so the relationship is is built on that premise that what they do is more important than what you do or their obligations you know, in their life or the things that they want to do or the vacations they want to take or the family that they want to visit or their friends or their career have trumped yours. Um, you know, the, it's more important. And so there's a sense of obligation that you have to be involved in a part of everything that they're doing. And if your career starts to grow or if, you, if you're the one that starts to need the time or you need to be out an extra night of the week, or you need to be out an extra morning, or you can't take the kids to daycare in the morning because now you have an obligation where you've always been the one to take the kids to daycare, but your career is starting to grow, or your ambitions are starting to grow, and now you're not gonna be available on Tuesday mornings to drop the kids off at school, or you're not gonna be available on Thursday nights to pick them up, or you're not gonna be home you know, to uh, take care of grandma or let the dogs out, whatever it is. These are, these are points of contention that start to 
really rock the foundations of a relationship and they can be very problematic. And so, again, I want to jump back into, you know, we've kind of identified it. Now I'm going to tell you how to solve it in the next section here. This is one of the top three, if not the number one thing that stands between people and their success. I grew up in the entertainment business, in music, in art, you know, surrounded by people who wanted to be musicians and actors and models and dancers. And more often than not, nine times out of 10, one of the biggest reasons why a lot of these people never made it was because they had family and friends and partners that were in their way and they just didn't have the guts to remove those people or those relationships or change those relationships so they could step forward. Like, I knew a girl who wanted to be a dancer so bad. She dedicated her life to dancing. She danced from, you know, high school, junior high school, probably elementary school, all the way up. Started going on auditions. I was, you know, probably my early 20s. This girl was going on auditions in the city and all that stuff, but she lived, she had sing, you know, she was an only child and had a single mom. Um, and as her mom got older, some of her health problems started to kick in and uh, it became a guilt issue where it's like, you know, I want to go to L.A. I want to go to L.A. I want to go to L.A. They had opportunity to go to L.A. She had people interested in her in L.A., but she would have had to leave her mom alone. Now, her mom wasn't, you know, her mom was in like her 50s and she wasn't like on her deathbed. I mean, she worked and, you know, was functional, but she had some some health problems creeping up on her. I mean, I think she was diabetic or something and just... You know, her mom ultimately was afraid of being alone, though. She, there was no man in her life. There was no partner in her life. She just was ultimately afraid of being alone. And she latched onto her daughter strong to, like, be her, her buddy and her pal and her roommate. And, you know, the relationship as they got into adulthood was unhealthy, in my opinion, because it was the mom and her were more like roommates and friends than a parent and child relationship. And as a parent or even as an outsider, I could see it was very obvious that uh, this relationship was wrong. The mother should have wanted what was best for her daughter, should have been encouraging her to get on the airplane. Like, baby girl, if you have an opportunity in Los Angeles that could give you your dreams and change your life and be better for both of us, you know, in the long run, this is going to be better for both of us because we will both benefit financially and in other ways, you know, from you succeeding. She should have been pushing her onto that plane, but instead the mom made no bones about holding her back. I, I don't want you going there. I don't, what am I going to do? I'll be alone. And so a, a long story short, she never went <laughs> after that dream. She never made it to LA. She shortly after that stopped the auditions and got a job. And, uh, she lives in a small town where I grew up. And last I checked, she works at a retail store as a manager. It's a, a sad story, but it, this is a story I've seen hundreds of times because she should have had the guts to stand up for herself to tell her mom, you're going to be fine. You're God, you're only 50 years old, get a roommate. But you know, I have to move on with my life. Now I'm your child. You should want this for me. This girl's going to go to her deathbed someday with so much regret. She never got to become a dancer. She never got to pursue her dreams because she opted to let her mom's insecurity and her mom's clinginess and her mom's, you know, unwarranted needs stand in the way of her success this is the story that you cannot let happen to you. And I'm going to go, I'm going to wrap this up by solving it and by giving you some solid advice, but also I'm going to double down on something I said in the beginning of this, which is I don't opt for ending relationships. 
I don't think that, you know, if couples especially battle all the time on career dominance. Whoever makes the most money wins is usually the way it goes. You know, their career takes priority because they're the, the main breadwinner. But that does not mean that the aspirations of, the, of you, even if you're not the main breadwinner, that your aspirations should get sunk or should be diminished or should be less important just because you're not making the same amount of money. I would not end a relationship, break up with someone or get a divorce or, you know, over that. There's a long path before I would, before I would advise doing something like that. I'm not one of those people that's going to say, hey, if somebody's in your way, just take them out. Relationships are important. Family relationships are important. Spouse relationships are important. All relationships are important. Friendships are important. Those things are valuable. They're the salt of the earth. Good friends mean everything. Good relationships are, you know, love is important. So I wouldn't just say you chop somebody out of your life. But what I would say is you have to have the gumption to stand up for yourself and have the conversation. So step one is identifying what's going on, how much of your time is being absorbed by somebody else's shit. Go to them and have the conversation. Be open and honest. Talk to them like a friend, like somebody you love. This could be a parent, a spouse, doesn't matter, whoever it is. Excuse me. Explain to them exactly what is going on and how you feel about it and give them an opportunity to respond. A lot of times people are going to respond negative, but try not to let it go that way. Try to make sure that this is not an attack. This is just, hey, this is my fault. For a long time, I have allowed, you know, things in your life or your problems to be a major priority for me. And it's not that they're not anymore. And it's not that I don't care about you, but I need a little more room myself to pursue things that I'm interested in, to pursue my own career, to pursue my own interests. And I'm going to need you to be a little more, you know, self-sufficient. I can't afford to pay this bill for you anymore right now because I need to invest that money into myself. I can't afford to give you every Tuesday morning and every Thursday night anymore because I need that time for a while or maybe permanently for myself. Doesn't change the way that I feel about you. It's just I need a little more. If that person responds positively and at least is open-minded enough to you know, hey, I'm willing to I'm willing to step aside so that if you feel like I'm in your way, like I will get out of your way. I will I'll figure it out. I'll I'll figure out how to pay my own car payment or you know, I can I'll figure out dropping the kids off on Tuesday morning or you know, I can live somewhere else. What whatever it might be, if they're willing, that's a great that's a great sign that this person does legitimately care about you and does want what's best for you. If they respond negatively, if they're not willing to make any concessions, if they don't see the problem, if they're not willing to admit to it, or even if they don't see it, if they're not at least willing to negotiate with you on it, that's a big red flag for you. And you have to understand that that means that that person's intentions for you are not pure of heart. They don't want what's best for you. They don't have your best interests in mind. Okay? They don't. And as hard as that might be to accept, because it might be apparent or it might be a sibling, or it might be a best friend, or it might be a spouse, you have to accept that that person is being selfish and they do not have your best interests in mind. I can tell you right now that the people around me that I love, I have their best interests in mind. I will bend over backwards for those people in my life. I will do whatever I can. I will sacrifice my money, my time, whatever I can give And if I'm in somebody's way, I will get out of their way. If someone came to me and said, Zach, you're in my way. I I can't get where I need to be because I'm carrying too much of your shit or you're taking up too much of my time. I will immediately remove myself and say, hey, I'm out of your way, pal. You do what you got to do. 
If they're not doing that, then the next step is you're going to have to force it. You're going to have to say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but this is the way it is. I no longer can do X, Y, and Z. I'm no longer going to allow X, Y, and Z. I'm going to need you know, my time back or I'm going to need my, my money or I'm going to need whatever it is, my apartment, whatever it is that, that you know, is, is the, the obstacle, you're going to have to just go forward and remove it on your own. You're going to have to have the guts to do it. And like going back to the, you know, the, the analogy that I gave or the, actually the story that I gave about my friend who was a dancer, in that situation, her mom didn't react well when she said she was going to leave. Her response after that should have been, well, I'm sorry, I'm going. You're going to have to figure it out. You're still going to be my mom. I'm still going to love you. But, and we're still going to have a relationship, but I'm going to go to California and pursue this dream of dancing. That would have been the appropriate response after having the conversation. So for you as well, if that appropriate response that you give, which is, well, whether you're willing to do it or not, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to move forward. And you're going to have to either accept it or not be in my life anymore. You let that decision be up to them. This is the hardest part but you're gonna to have to put that decision in their hands. You don't have to make it. You don't have to remove somebody from your life. You have to leave it up to them. You press forward and do what you need to do. And if they won't comply, you leave it up to them. Well, here's the deal. You can't live in my apartment anymore because you don't pay the rent and I'm carrying too many of your bills and paying your bills is, is holding me back from being able to invest in my own future. So unfortunately, if you're not willing to contribute at the same level, if you're not willing to do what you're supposed to do, then I'm going to evict you. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You evict them. That's the right thing to do, right? If they opt to never talk to you again or not be in your life after that, then they've removed themselves. Problem solved. You don't have to feel any guilt about that. They did it to themselves. So to end this, the problem, I guarantee you that at some point, in some way, there are people in your life that are standing in your way. You have to make a decision on how much they're standing in your way and if it's a real effect. That, look, I've had people get in my way mildly, but the relationships were important to me and so I, I found workarounds. There's always a way to, you know, you can try to do a workaround. But if it's a bigger situation where the person is really holding you back or they're just consuming too much of you in some fashion, you go to them, you confront it, you have the conversation. If they respond negatively, you know that they do not have your best interest in mind. If they respond positively and they're willing to make the change, then you win and you move forward. No matter how they respond, if you want to be successful in any aspect of your life, you have to move forward with what is best for you, regardless of how they respond. And if they opt to no longer be in your life or to end a relationship or to break up with you or stop talking to you or divorce you or whatever it is, then trust me, it was the right decision from the get-go because that person did not have your back. Family and friends and relationships are supposed to be about building each other up, having each other's back. You're in it to win it. You're in it together. You're broke together. You're rich together. You're happy together. You're sad together. But you support each other and build each other up. That is what a good relationship is all about. You have each other's backs and you support each other, especially when times are bad. Especially when things aren't going the way they're supposed to go, right? That is when you double down and you have each other's backs even more. That's when your mom or your dad call you and give you that pep talk like, hey, I know things suck right now, but it's going to get better. That's when you call your parents and encourage them. That's when you double down. Like, <clears throat> it goes the other way also. You might be the person that's in somebody else's way. Look at that. And if, you're, if you think you're being a burden on someone, be the change. Don't wait for them to come to you. Take yourself out of the equation. 
stop being a burden on somebody else. If you're if you're a financial burden on somebody, work harder, make more money. Stop burdening somebody else. If you're a, an emotional burden on somebody, stop unloading your problems on them every day, you know? Look at it objectively. You might be the problem in somebody else's life and try to remove yourself so that you're not a burden on somebody else and you're not standing between someone else's success and dreams. All right. I hope that this has been helpful. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll see you soon. Whenever I get the chance to blast one of these out again. In the meantime, follow me on all social media at the Real Zach Neal. I did a Q&A uh, last episode based on questions that you guys asked and I answered. I'm going to continue to do that. Keep the questions coming. DM me on Instagram. Have a great day, guys. Take care.